The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Quantum Business Insights, emerging perspectives on people, process, and profits. Your host is Olivia Parr-Rood. In today's fast-paced, high-tech global economy, the business landscape is constantly evolving. To be successful, companies must continually adapt as well as identify and exploit new opportunities. Now, here is the host of Quantum Business Insights, Olivia Parr-Rood. Hi, Olivia here. Welcome to Quantum Business Insights, where each week we explore new perspectives on the changing nature of business with thought leaders from around the world. And I put a special emphasis on what I feel is our most valuable asset, our human capital. Today, I'm excited to have as my guest, Master Winston Price, where we'll be discussing the yin and yang of leadership martial arts as a leadership practice. So given that many of us have had time off, I felt this would be a great way to start the new year, to focus on a connection between our mind, our body, and our spirit, which are core ideas within the martial arts. So let me tell you a little bit about Winston. He brings a great blend of martial arts expertise and business experience. He studied and taught a variety of martial arts, including Tai Chi Tuan and Taekwondo, in which he is a fourth-degree black belt. Winston also has extensive business background experience with over a decade and a half of marketing, advertising, sales, management, and public relations experience. And you can learn more about Winston at his website, www.internalmagnification.com. And be sure and go there because he's got a great blog and lots of videos. So, Winston... Welcome to Quantum Business Insights. Hello, Olivia. It's great to be on. Thank you. So I'm so delighted that you joined us early in the year where we can actually set up perhaps what would be like a great way of thinking about our practice. For, the, for me, anyway, I, think, I like to think at the beginning of the year, what would I like to incorporate in my life and in my business over the next year? So I think this is just such a great fit. I've always been intrigued by the martial arts, but I haven't had too much experience with them personally. I think it's one of those things that I feel like I, I'll do that when I have more time. It's kind of a luxury. But after coming across your work, I'm beginning to think it would be a good business decision to start this practice. What I like is that it seems to combine the physical development of exercise with the mind-body focus of something like yoga or meditation. So, can you tell us a little bit about how the martial arts help us integrate our mind, body, and spirit? Absolutely. Uh, you bring up a really great point. Something that normally goes through people's minds about anything they haven't done or anything new is the, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll try it tomorrow when <laughs> yes. I have time. You know, And mm-hmm. uh, this is a really big thing to me in business as well. 
I'll hire someone tomorrow. I'll get that report in in, a, in the next 15 minutes. There's this, there's this putting off thing. One of the mm-hmm. first steps in the martial arts and some of the bravest people uh, I have ever met in the martial arts are the people that have never done it and walk into the martial arts studio the very first day. Ooh, that's nice to know. (laughs) mm -hmm, Because they've stopped saying, I'll do it tomorrow, and they're finally doing it today. So Mm. that's that's the big lesson number one. Stop saying tomorrow, start saying today, and make the time. Um, something that I do daily is, of course, uh, I wake up early in the morning, I have a couple dogs, I get them out for their walk. And what I do is, is I make time for my own personal martial arts training in the morning, you know, be it 15 minutes, be it two hours. I make my time for me. Mm-hmm. Okay? That's and, great. And, and, and that's one of the first steps that I take each day in working on myself and in, in, in working on integrating my mind, my body, and spirit is actually making time for myself, making some me time. Mm, that's great. Something I need to work on. <laughs> <laughs> and so in, in this practice of the martial arts, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll do my best not to get extremely esoteric now because we're in the beginning of the uh, actual show. Uh, The whole issue of the martial arts is that it isn't solely about learning how to kick, punch, throw, block. It Mm -hmm. isn't solely about learning how to develop an inter-calmness or inter-peace. It's not solely about learning, generating a goodness and a solid moral value that will do nothing but benefit the universe as a whole. Mm. What it is about is all of those things. Now, you can look at many different things that encompass the mind, many different things that encompass the body, and many different things that encompass the spirit. The one major thing about the martial arts is that it actually brings all of those together. And what does that? is proper training in the martial arts. Mm-hmm. Okay. And as I said before, I'll do my best not to get too esoteric now, and I will allow you to be the wonderful host that you are and uh, allow me to get more esoteric when you ask. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Great. So, so it sounds like what you're saying is there's really these three, it's sort of a three-pronged, the mind, body, and spirit. They're all part of the teachings and to minimize any of them would really have it fail in a way. Is that kind of true? That is completely true. So I, that's um, fast. I, I, I am an avid weightlifter as mm-hmm. well. Uh, something that my instructor, um, Charles Pierce out at Indiana University, uh, Tai Chi instructor, says to me, about Grandmaster William C.C. Chen, his instructor, our Grandmaster, um, and I've trained under both of them for a a while, is that Grandmaster Chen says, uh, whenever you're not doing Tai Chi, you should be lifting weights. 
it's just one of those fun little things, you know, get one side, uh-huh. get, the, get the other as well. Now, when lifting weights, that, generally speaking, is a very large um, body complex. You know, it's mm-hmm. something that people do to better their body. Now, right. what you really, what people, not you specific, but people in general really should look at are uh, look at interviews of um, Arnold Schwarzenegger when he is talking about the competencies of, of, of a person and the competencies of a person while they're working out. He doesn't solely talk about um, lifting big weights. He, in his mastery, has come to the idea that lifting weights is more than just that. There is a mental component to it. And uh, this, 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 this really gets into um, something that I believe everyone should read. Uh, people really should read uh, Plato's Republic, uh, mm-hmm. as spoken by Socrates. And uh, it, it gets into the three different types of people uh, that are in his utopic society, and the last of those people being the guardians or the uh, philosopher kings, depending on what text you actually read. And what happens is, is these people who have come up through society all end up at a particular point of wisdom. Mm -hmm. So they start off at many different points, and they end up at a specific point. And at this specific point of wisdom, in their mastery, they come to this similar conclusion. Regardless of what you do, the main point is to have a sound mind and sound body. Hmm. Interesting. I would have never thought of connecting martial arts with Plato's <laughs> Republic. That's fascinating. So I'm here with Master Winston Price, and we're talking about the yin and yang of leadership and how the martial arts could be used to make us better leaders. So we'll be back in a few minutes. business you'll find the experts here voice america business network our workplace is dynamically changing how do you stay ahead of the curve with respect to learning and training tune in every week to the future of workforce learning and development with host pamela robinson you'll learn about real world strategies solutions and resources that will showcase these changes and keep you ready for what's next The Future of Workforce Learning and Development is heard live every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Do you, like most Americans, spend the majority of your life at work? Are you making it the joy that it deserves to be, or are you feeling drained and unfocused? Tune in to A Great Place to Work with hosts Kurt Kaufman and Dr. Kathy Sorensen. Your hosts have more than 30 years of experience in workplace consulting and are ready to bring you the secrets and success stories of businesses who are making their business a great place to work. 
Listen every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel and enjoy a better workplace and a better life. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Our workplace is dynamically changing. How do you stay ahead of the curve with respect to learning and training? Tune in every week to The Future of Workforce Learning and Development with host Pamela Robinson. You'll learn about real-world strategies, solutions, and resources that will showcase these changes and keep you ready for what's next. The Future of Workforce Learning and Development is heard live every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are tuned in to Quantum Business Insights with Olivia Parr-Rood. To reach the program with questions or comments, please send an email to show at oliviagroup.com. That's show at oliviagroup.com. Now, back to Quantum Business Insights. Hi, Olivia back here, and I'm with Master Winston Price, and we're talking about the yin and yang of leadership, martial arts as a leadership practice. So before the break, we were talking about how we need to be aware of our mind and body and spirit when practicing the martial arts, and how I feel like this is a really nice metaphor for a way of even just being in life and in business and one of the things that I've noticed there's a buzz in many leadership circles that because of the changing nature of business and things just being very volatile that leaders need to develop their intuition because it helps them make better decisions more quickly so Winston how does the practice of the martial arts help us become more intuitive well, what it does is, is it allows us to, to better understand the environments around us. Um, it reminds me of a quote by Viktor uh, Frankl, uh, and it reads this, uh, Between stimulus and response, there is a space. In that space is our power to choose our response. In our response, lies our growth and our freedom. Mm. And what, train, what, what properly training in, in the martial arts does is it frees us time to learn how to listen to ourselves and it allows us time to learn how to listen to our environment. So as opposed to uh, hearing all of the racket around us, we learn to filter many of the uh, non-productive um, things out. And we really learn how to listen to the efficiencies of ourselves and getting back into our intuitions. Hmm. So it sounds like something that might we might consider is that it would take time through practice would actually save us time. Is that true? Absolutely. 100% spot on. So it, when uh, we're in the... Oh, sorry. I was just saying, oh, when we're in the okay. practice, <laughs> then we're, we're sort of developing this skill 
maybe in poses or in actions? Or can you tell us a little bit more about that? One of the trainings uh, that I was taught and that I teach is that in the beginning, we know what to do. In the middle, we forget what to do. Mm. And hopefully by the end, we know what to do again. And I, I, I take this as a part of the martial arts practice. Uh, think about when we're younger, uh, more of the lines of, you know, between the ages of newborn uh, and four years old. Uh, when something comes at our face, our hands come up. That's an instinctual thing, you know. That's one right. of the things. And then through the learning of our culture and seeing many different ways of interacting, we believe that there is something else to do, that there is some other kind of form of making sure that something doesn't get into our face. Mm -hmm. When I have people coming in training the martial arts, I tell them, listen to your natural response. If your natural response is to throw your hands up, then that's what you're going to want to do. If your natural response is to run, then that's what you're going to want to do. So in properly training, hopefully, we can once again remove all of those bad things that we learned and get back to our natural tendencies. That's really interesting because I... And I'm going to ask you if, if there's differences maybe among cultures, because in it feels like in our culture in the United States, we uh, our intuition is downplayed, almost even suppressed by mm-hmm. the media or, you know, attitudes. And um, it's fascinating because I was listening to a TED Talk on YouTube over the weekend by Rupert Sheldrake, who's done all this research on how they've studied with lots and lots of data points how dogs can know when their master is leaving to come home. You may, I think he even wrote a book called How Your Dog Knows When You're Coming Home. And, not, and they just tried every way to trick the dog, and the dog has a sense through the quantum field, I guess, you know, is one way of thinking about it, but through intuition, and that we have this, but he has a hard time getting re- funding for the research and getting recognized for it because there seems to be some kind of ethos in our culture that wants to keep us away from it. But now it seems like it's so much more necessary in business and in life. Absolutely. Something that we work on, or well, that I train and I, and I, I teach is for people to develop another sense, another sensory. So to, to me, what I train this, I train this as the sixth sense, and I do hope that people research this sense. And it's our sense of proprioception. It's proprioceptive sensory. Being aware of things that... aren't defined by our sight, our smell, our taste, touch, hearing. So when you feel somebody staring at you from behind, that would kind of fit into that category, right? There you go. How do you know that person is staring at you from behind? Yeah, <laughs> right. And, and Rupert Sheldrake said they've done research where they've proven that people have that ability. That, you know, they've tested it with cameras and timing and things. And 
so that's fascinating. So by the stillness and the movements through martial arts, we actually can develop that sense for ourselves. Is that right? When properly trained, absolutely. Something you're always going to hear me say is when properly trained. Uh, This is is one thing that um, I am trying to re-educate society about the martial arts. Just because you take the martial arts doesn't mean you're going to get all the benefits that are in there. Same as, just because you make it into medical school doesn't mean you're going to be the greatest doctor ever. Just because you get an uh, MBA from Indiana University, the Kelly School of Business, doesn't mean you're going to be a billionaire. Right. When properly trained, when properly coached, when properly studied, because once Mm. again, a teacher can teach all they can, uh, an instructor can instruct everything. However, if the student isn't an apt pupil, if the student doesn't properly study, practice, and train, then all that Mm -hmm. is for naught. Right. Yeah, practice is probably very important. Oh, yeah. um, uh, Master... Uh, Don Burns says this, well, said this best to me in a nice uh, conversation we had before one of my black belt tests. He um, was reviewing my forms, looking at my forms, and he says, I can tell you've been practicing because you you do the same thing over and over again, and it's wrong. And my mind was like, oh, wow. And he was like, I know you hear this all the time. Practice makes perfect. Practice makes perfect. And then he goes to say, practice doesn't make perfect. Perfect practice makes perfect. Wow. So we can practice the same thing over and over again. But if it's not the right thing, all we're doing is we're training ourselves to be not correct. Well, and I think probably a lot of our listeners, if they play golf or tennis, could relate that you could... If you don't get training early, you can really get good at a bad golf swing or a bad tennis uh, form. And if you uh, always rely on the traffic being light, if you always rely on you doing quote-unquote good under pressure, you begin to train yourself in those bad habits. So you're going to wind up being late for work. You're going to wind up missing appointments and missing getting different things in and getting things done during your business day. Mm-hmm. Well, so that leads to a great, another great question I have for you, which is uh, those things could be anxiety-producing for me. So how can martial arts help us overcome anxiety? Uh, the way that I actually train that is to put people in states of high anxiety in a safe environment in a laboratory setting. Mm. How, how I do that is by uh, helping them to understand them by themselves and how they do things and them with a partner while doing things. A high anxiety state uh, that I will put someone in in a safe environment, in a laboratory setting, is by showing them Uh, particular maneuvers to do in a sequence at a certain uh, uh, rate of speed and then look at them. Mm -hmm. They get nervous. They get frustrated. They get angry. They get embarrassed. You know? Mm -hmm. And then I let them know, let all of that go. You're in a safe place. Let's work this out together. 
Okay? Mm. And this teaches them to be high-functioning in a high-anxiety state. The same goes with partner work. Uh, when I, in, in this sense, I'll put them in a self-defense situation. So we'll have one person who is being attacked and another person who is attacking. And mm-hmm. we both know, well, well, we all know, that we're really not going to get robbed. We know that we're really not trying to hurt this person. However, there is this anxiety state of not, of not someone just looking at me. Now someone is attacking me. Mm, and then you right. see them get flustered, get anxious, nausea, confusion, and there's this high anxiety state. And then I bring them back down. Hey, you're in a safe place. You're in a safe environment. Let's learn how to work and function efficiently in this high anxiety state. And this is a grand thing in the martial arts, is learning how to function efficiently in mm-hmm. high anxiety states. And this so is it a, sounds, mm-hmm. I was going to say, it sounds like it, it's more about staying present, but still being high energy. Is that what you're saying? Absolutely. Thoughtful. Always being thoughtful. And that's why I really love the uh, quote by uh, Viktor Frankl, you know, talking about space and the power that we get from being between stimulus and response. Mm -hmm. Being able to just rest energetically in that space and being knowledgeable of all of all of the different options and being able to choose the best option. I'll tell you a little story. Uh, some friends of mine and I, we go out, you know, and uh, we were dancing and doing things and whatnot. And there was one person that uh, was not of our group that begins to um, be rather unpleasant to another person in our group. And so... I get in between them and I just start dancing, you know, and what happens is, is the person that came into our group starts throwing the N word at me, starts to saying he's going to hurt me physically and just starts making a loud ruckus so much so that the fight circle happens, you know, you fight, 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 all that wonderful stuff. And he's getting ready for his stuff. And I went through all of the processes. I I was able to sit there and take this verbal abuse. I mean, that's what it was. And and all I said was, oh, you look like you need a hug. And I put Ah. my arms open. And he looked at me really funny. And I was like, come here, come here, give me a hug. And then he kind of comes at me a little bit. And everybody in the circle goes, dude, he just wants to give you a hug. Oh, and my that gosh. completely diffused the situation. So I was able to have this stimulus and be mm-hmm. in that space between stimulus and response and choose wow. a proper response. Wow. Well, that's so interesting. And I, from studying brain research, the, what they say is that when you have anxiety, your left brain can shut down and you're just in your reptile brain, you know, the amygdala, and you're just responding out of fear. But it sounds like by practicing the martial arts and staying present, you're actually able to keep your rational brain, your left brain, 
in online to make a decision and the fact that 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 diffused that whole situation that's really inspiring and it's inspiring that the crowd supported it that to me is very exciting <laughs> absolutely when uh, that whole sense of crowd thinks crowds can be swayed easily huh crowds can be swayed easily by one person think of all of the singular people who have moved masses of people Right. Okay. Gandhi. (laughs) Exactly. I mean, think of everything from the negative sides to the positive sides. There are many people who have swayed masses with only their words. And and, and within those words um, draws this energy, builds this energy, creates this energy. Mm -hmm. So what you want to do is, is you want to use yourself, use your presence, use your words to create an energy that is going to be efficient for you. So if somebody was, say, in a business on a team, they may, if it's a large team or, you know, even a moderately sized team, they might feel powerless. And it sounds like what you're saying is by shifting their their thought process, their energy, and even just making a few statements, they could sway the whole room or make enough of a shift that the outcome could be different. Exactly. And really go back to those singular people who have moved masses. When you really read their speeches, when you read what they say, they never are actually combative with the people that they're trying to uh, uh, sway. Mm -hmm. What they are is they are collaborative. They use us. We. Yeah. Our. They empower us. Right. Oh, you know? And, mm-hmm. it's, and it's not, I am going to do these bad things or good things to you. It's, we are going to do these things together. Right. You know? And that's yes. like, oh, you know what? You just need a hug. Come on. Let's hug it out. You and me. Well, so I'm curious, what did he end up doing? Oh, nothing. He just shook his head and, you know, walked away. And, and hey, you yeah. know, that was fine because the whole, cause everything just stopped after that. Right. And I'm sure his ego was, you know, really having a difficult time. But I, it'd be so fun to interview him now or, you know, get a, <laughs> like a later on response. We won't be able to obviously do that. But I, I think even though he didn't hug you, he was definitely changed by it. I completely yeah. hope so, and in a positive way. <laughs> yeah, like you planted a seed. <laughs> yeah. Well, let me talk a little bit about you. I really love your blog. You do Tai Chi Wednesday on VAPressPass.com. So I encourage people to visit that. That's the Voice America blog site. So in your August 21st, 2013 blog post, you talked about partnership, and we we did mention that a little bit, but I like you state that in order to be a good partner, we have to be clear on what we are willing to receive and the importance of good communication. So can you expand on how the martial arts help us to be better partners? Absolutely. Uh, When dealing with partner work in the martial arts, what I tell partners to do is don't try to defeat your partner and only give what you are willing to receive. Now, uh, 
it seems that those that come into the martial arts in the beginning have a, uh, can have a very competitive attitude, and they want to win. They want to win. They want to win. Mm-hmm. And what they are willing to give in force, they're not necessarily willing to receive in force. Okay? Uh-huh. So understanding that proper learning happens when you actually understand what you are willing to receive and impart only giving that uh, makes the situation for partner work uh, very calm and very effective. So, so give me an example. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, and I was actually going to take this to the business realm. When you Please. have two, uh, we'll, we'll call them employees, so non-management people. When you have two employees that are in a group together, if you want things to be done properly, know what you want. You want to be res- you want to be respected. So mm-hmm. since you are willing to receive respect, you should thereby then give it. If you don't want to be yelled at, then don't yell at somebody. (laughs) Great point. Mm -hmm. It's it's one of those simple things. Bringing this back to the martial arts realm, what I get is uh, I I have a tendency to tell people who aren't very well skilled, and this has nothing to do with their belt rank, because I know many black belts who are not well skilled. I'll just put that right out there. (laughs) <laughs> is, to, is to go slow. Go slow. And I'll even tell them, all I want for you to do is do these movements at 10%. And when you look at these, some people do their 10%, they're really going at about 75, 80% trying to win. Oh. Okay? And, then I'll, and then I'll go to them and I'll say, is that your 10%? I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, then show me your 100%. And it's not much faster. And then, and, and then I say, would you want to be hit that hard? In this training session, if we're going really slow, would you want to be hit that hard? Well, well no. And I'm like, so then why are you giving that out? If you're not willing uh-huh. to receive that hit, why are you willing to give it? Yeah. Yeah, I could see, too, in business, one of the biggest problems is that people don't listen. So it's partly... The way I'm translating this is I have to be willing to listen to somebody until they can express themselves if I want the same from them. Exactly, and this is the importance of good communication. And not only is it being able to communicate properly with your partner, it's being able to communicate properly with yourself. That's why you need to be clear on what you are willing to receive. And you need to be clear of how your actions affect your environment. Yeah, and I was just thinking that's probably even more important to have that sort of self-talk because we might have... We might think we know that, but our body language, our facial expressions, other things could give it away that it's, it's not true for us. So really having it be conscious, I think, is what you're saying is so important. Absolutely. One thing, uh, I, was, I was and am really big into conflict mediation. 
uh, something that I've done longer than business is conflict mediation. And Hmm. things that I have to train people on, and even getting into the martial arts realm, is how our verbal and nonverbal cues affect the message we are communicating. So uh, if you are sitting three feet apart, looking away from someone, and expressing to them that you want them to come closer to you, well, you're actually messing up your message because your back is turned, your eyes are away, and you're very far apart. Right. So it's uh, not only what you say, not only how you say it, it's that complete situation. Because you could say it with the most sincere tone. I want you toward me. I need you toward me. I really do need that. Well, then maybe you should turn around and make a little bit of effort yourself. Right. You that know? makes perfect sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I, mm-hmm. When oh, a manager I th- comes in and says, I need this report done, and I need it done in a hurry. Well, if they come in and throw the, the paper down on the desk and say, get this done, I need it done, and, and, and are walking away, well, if you don't have the time to invest, in the person that is doing the project, then why would they invest any time in you? So maybe that manager should come in, hey, and just slow things down. Uh, Something that I say is, if it's hard, go soft. If it's soft, Mm. go hard. So if this is something that is very important and needs to get done in, in in a hurry, then you actually need to slow it down a little bit. Go into the person that you want to have Uh, this project done, look them directly in the eye and say, I know that you have a lot of things going on right now. This is very important to the company. I need you to please get this done. So Mm -hmm. actually softening it up to show how, how important this is. So when you describe it, it sounds counterintuitive, but it actually makes so much sense. Well, we're just up on a break here, so why don't we go to that, and then when we come back, I want to ask you about a couple more of your blogs. Um, So I'm here with Master Winston Price, and we're talking about the yin and yang of leadership and how the martial arts could be used to make us better leaders. So we'll be back in a few minutes. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Does your business, like many, face obstacles to becoming successful? Would you love to have an open forum of entrepreneurial ideas and best practices brought to you each week? Tune in for The Second Stage with hosts Brendan Anderson and Jeffrey Cadlick. We'll spotlight entrepreneurs and growing companies that are creating a vibrant economic base, as well as addressing some of the obstacles that could be standing in the way of your success. Listen Mondays at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Everybody needs expert advice when they look to develop their personal brand. Join Rochelle McCrary for The Leader and the Muse. Rochelle and her guests will bring you practical tips and tools to help you build your brand in ways that propel you into greater personal and business success. 
For strategies, stories, and much more, tune in to the Voice America Business Channel every Friday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time for The Leader and the Muse. And get ready to take your brand to the next level. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to Quantum Business Insights with Olivia Parr-Rudd. To reach the program with questions or comments, please send an email to show at oliviagroup.com. That's show at oliviagroup.com. Now, back to Quantum Business Insights. Hi, welcome back. This is Olivia Parud, and I'm here with Winston, um, Master Winston Price. And you can learn more about him at internalmagnification.com. We're talking about the martial arts as a leadership practice. And before the break, we were talking about good communication and how you need to be able to receive what you're willing to give and how this translates into business. And so what I would like to talk about now in your you have a great blog site on the vapresspass.com the voice america blog site every wednesday you do tai chi wednesday and on your september 4th blog post you make a statement quote just make the shape just go unquote and when i read it i felt like you were saying that sometimes we have to unlearn old habits, that we hold ourselves back without even being aware of it for fear of embarrassment or some old beliefs we might have. Can you expand on this? Absolutely. Um, There is a YouTube clip that I I really want people to go look at, and it's Michael Ja White and Kimbo Slice. They are on a movie set. And in this movie set, uh, Michael Jal White is talking about executing a punch, executing a punch. And in this clip, he goes to explain how when you're training a boxer and you train a boxer how to punch, uh, the trainers, whether they know this or not, they actually teach their boxing student to um, telegraph what they're going to throw. If you look at the boxer's shoulder, and this can go for any sport, any martial art, any of those, um, they actually telegraph before they go so that the pad holder will know what's coming. Mm. And what Michael Jal White says is, make sure that you're quiet, your whole body is quiet, and that your hand just goes. And then he does some, uh, some fun exercises uh, and I, I really say go look at, go look at this uh, clip. Now, what I mean by uh, make the shape, you know, just go, is the same idea of what we were talking about in the beginning of the show. Mm. Oh, well, I'll do it tomorrow. Mm. Oh, well, let me make some time for it. Oh, well, if, if, when, if, when, if, when. Just do it. I love that Nike commercial. Just do it. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, it does sort of relate to what we were saying about learning the bad golf swing or the -hmm. the bad tennis form. And so part of it is just, yeah, getting out there, not being worried if we don't do it right the first time. But like you said, get 
get good training so we don't go too far with it in the wrong way. Absolutely. Oh, that's great. All right. So on your October 16th blog post, you talked about training yourself to fail. You explain how self-talk can program our minds to achieve less than that of which we are capable. So I see myself doing this at times. How can practicing the martial arts help me overcome that habit? Well, by properly training the martial arts, hopefully what you will get out of this is that you train yourself that no, it's not better than nothing. We have, we, 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 in our society, as I see it, as I observe, have this understanding of, oh, well, it's better than nothing. (laughs) Well, I know I... I know my doctor said I was supposed to take a pill twice a day for seven days, but I took eight of them, so it's better than nothing. No, you're not going to be cured properly. And actually, with an antibiotic, that's risky, right? Because it can cause it to change. Yeah, so that's an interesting analogy. Yeah. Yeah, with, with that one phrase, oh, it's better than nothing. We train ourselves to accept less than minimal work, effort, and product. Mm-hmm. Okay? And in training the martial arts properly, you are able to be instructed by someone who will not let you do less than minimum. They won't even let you do the minimum. You will always go above the standard. And I love that term, standard. This brings me into the high jump. Really think about it. You have the standard on the high jump, the post and the pole. That's the standard. If Mm -hmm. you only hit the standard, then you don't move on. Then the pole moves down. You must always go above and beyond the standard to accomplish Mm -hmm. the goal. And what you really don't want to do is in my understanding, is to train yourself to fail, to train yourself to, well, I did the standard. Well, if you hit the standard, you don't complete the task. You must go above and beyond that. Uh, You must actually take responsibility for your actions. Take responsibility for your inactions and say, Mm -hmm. no, that is better than nothing. And in most cases, it's worse than nothing because you're actually Mm -hmm. training yourself you're putting yourself in these habits to be a failure. Mm-hmm. So you might have been better off really not doing anything and then working on doing it better always. Yeah, and it's one of the things that I struggle with in being an entrepreneur is that I want to try to do it all myself. And I'm really, I'm not a good delegator. So when I end up doing things, sometimes I don't get them done to the level that they need, and then it causes me more problems, right? Yeah. So in a way, this kind of fits that that model that um, when we really, to be really efficient in business, we need to do what we do well and outsource or partner or or delegate the rest of it so that it all gets done right for the good of the group or the organization or you know whoever I'm serving. 
So um, that old saying, anything that's worth doing is worth doing right, <laughs> kind of fits this, this model. That's one, uh, another major focus of the martial arts that I uh, instruct and study is efficiency of movement. Okay? Mm. And this isn't solely the physical aspect of it. It's efficiency of movement from birth to death. Okay? Uh, it's, huh. it's the idea of how can we gain the most out of the limited time that we have. In, in our um, 8 to 5, so we have a one-hour lunch break work day, how are we the most efficient? Efficiency of movement. You know, you are realizing and have realized that you need to be better in delegating, hiring other people to do certain things so that mm-hmm. your day is worked out most efficient, so that you yourself aren't redoing, you know, one thing 15 times. Yeah. Get another person to do it, see two revisions, and then just be done with it, and then we can move on to something else. Yep, yep. So right now I'm sitting here with all the end of the year stuff and thinking, oh, I've got to do all this sorting and filing where if I just hire somebody to come in for a few hours, it could be all done and I could spend my time doing what I love or where I'm in flow and most efficient. Um, So that makes a lot of sense. Efficiency (laughs) and movement, absolutely. Yeah. And there are so many options now of things to do with our time. Sometimes I think about years ago when I actually could think of times when I had nothing to do. I don't think that ever happens to me anymore, and I kind of <laughs> miss that. <laughs> I feel like if I go to a movie, I'm wasting time, which is a really terrible uh, thing to say, but it's about that making priorities of the rest and the practices that serve us in a greater way. Like if I dedicate time in the morning to do some martial arts, I, or, or, you know, develop that practice that I'm going to be, this is what I believe is I'll be more efficient at everything else and be actually able to have more time available or be more efficient with the rest of the day. Is that true for you? I concur with that completely. When properly done, uh, and this is one, one thing, once again, that I, I do daily, is uh, learning how to carve out time for myself. Thereby, I learn the skill of how to carve out my time throughout today. I learn how to prioritize. Mm. So there is this understanding of it's not only doing uh, the motion, so it's not only waking up every day, it is also learning what that teaches you. Mm-hmm. So it's not just doing a punch, it's not just doing a kick, it's not just doing a throw. It's looking into and getting into the inside of it. That's why I um, titled my martial arts school Internal Magnification, to really mm-hmm. look inside everything that we're doing, to right. learn that metaphoric idea and message mm-hmm. that's within. Mm-hmm. Well, so that's great because the, the topic of the show today is about the yin and yang of, of leadership or business and how, as leaders, these practices can, can help us. And I think we've really covered a range of things because as leaders, we have to be good communicators. We have to be able to receive what we give. And, and you could say that in the old model of business, leaders could just throw out orders and 
be dictators. And, you know, there may be a few places where that's true today, but most companies are finding out that things are too specialized and technology is throwing in a lot of complexity. And so leaders have to really be more like coaches and inspiring, which requires all that self-awareness of your body language, your facial expression, your tone, as well as what you say, and being able to just inspire people to act and delegate and be efficient with their time. So do you have any final thoughts about perhaps ways to think of uh, of leadership in terms of the martial arts? What I say is if you can't take it, don't give it. Mm-hmm. And that is, to me, a flat-out truth. If you are That's unable to take something, don't give it. And also realize, just because you're able to take it doesn't mean someone else can. I liken this to someone who has a lot of physical ability, working with someone who doesn't have a lot of physical ability. The mm-hmm. Or handicap. Exactly. A person with a lot of physical ability should not just overrun the person with less. Now, they should push them a little bit, however, not give mm-hmm. them so much that they're overwhelmed. So right. think of how you want to be treated. And also think about how you would want your loved ones to be treated and then treat people that way. Boy, and that's a skill that I think really is important is not just to be self-aware but to have the ability to put yourself in someone else's shoes or try to understand what their experience is like I, I think that's something that not everybody can do very well but when they can it's it's very powerful would you agree empathy is crucial empathy is yeah. completely crucial absolutely yeah. All right. Well, it looks like we're about out of time. Winston, I want to thank you so much for being my guest today, and I hope you'll come back and visit us again. Absolutely. No worries here. I love this. Thank you. So next week, my guest will be Stuart Levine of Resolution Works, and we'll be discussing how to build effective partnerships. Stuart is author of numerous books on conflict resolution and building great partnerships, including Getting to Resolution and The Book of Agreement. Be sure to tune in next week. Thank you for tuning in to Quantum Business Insights. I'm your host, Olivia Parud. Welcome to 2014, and see you next week. Thank you for tuning in to Quantum Business Insights. Please join your host, Olivia Parr-Rood, again next Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Enjoy your weekend, and we'll talk again next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.
Hi, I'm Joe.